Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And well, um, the reason I'm back is because there are a few points that are worth mentioning. Um, at the moment, there is this uh, full of, uh, uh, you know, a, a full-on war going on between the courts and the uh, traitors sitting in the army establishment and the illegal government. Um, although, as I said, I do not really place much, much trust on uh, Faiz Issa, the current Chief Justice. But the other magistrates and other uh, high courts like uh, in Deir Ismail Khan and in Gilgit Baldistan and in Lahore and, you know, in, ver- in many of these um, high courts and uh, session courts, judges are basically uh, asserting their authority. They are um, challenging the illegality of the fake laws that the army has been trying to force onto everybody. They have challenged um, the police. Um, well, Dera uh, uh, Ismail Khan's uh, magistrate has out and out, um, you know, penalized and uh, sentenced the IG of police, uh, sorry, the, ASH, the SHO, sorry, the SHO, uh, police um, and uh, where Lahore High Court is concerned, it has already demanded um, that the IG police gets arrested, and the IG police has very conveniently disappeared now. So amazing how the police now cannot find their own IG when it's his turn to get arrested, and also the um, the the judges have uh, very openly uh, and sarcastically. Um, you know they have reprimanded the um, the police as well as the establishment as well as the government as well as the army all all those traitors at play all those who are united in treason they have been openly reprimanded by the courts by uh, you know for treating the law as a joke for treating the courts as a joke um, one of them practically out and out said that this is not a post office this is uh, an institution where uh, law is implemented where order is maintained and the fact that you have decided that every single time we um, f- we uh, sentence somebody to be innocent and that they should be let free, you immediately uh, arrest them right outside the premises of the court or sometimes even within the premises of the court and that uh, we will put a stop to it. So how he's going to put a stop to it uh, is that he, uh, the judge has out and out said that when we declare somebody free, he will be freed right from the court. We're not going to send him back to uh, with the police that they should go and do their due process. No, we will set them free right from the court. It will be effective immediately and they will walk out of court a free man without going through any process with the police. So that is how now they have decided to play it. Which is something I've always wondered why they never did it before, to be honest. Um, this is something that I've questioned like time and again, that why is it that the courts are not uh, you know, setting them free right there, you know, on the spot, uh, knowing how the police has been actively uh, disregarding the court's uh, decisions. But so finally, somebody's woken up to that and done it.
Uh, and, you know, at the same time, the Supreme Court is also um, lashing out at the injustices and the political victimization. All the courts are actually lashing out on political victimization. And they are ex the judges are extremely angry at the way they have been disregarded, at the way the, their decisions have been disregarded. And they have called the army out, they've called the establishment out, they've called the government out, the illegal government out on political victimization. They have uh, thrown out the cases of appeals that the um, task forces, the anti-narcotics, uh, for example, task forces or NAB, uh, the appeals that they have been bringing forth uh, against the court's decisions, the courts are basically throwing them out, saying they're not even worth listening to and that these courts, uh, the courts will not even, um, that these appeals will not even uh, be opened or, or even you know, looked at. So they're literally being struck out on paper uh, without even being listened to. And then at the same time, a very interesting development, especially considering how in my last podcast I gave a warning to the Western countries who thought that they were allies to each other and that they were allies with India and that how um, they have been silent where, when it came to, their, to the interference of uh, America uh, in Pakistan and how France has acted with African countries and you know and that as I, I warned them that you know soon you will be next and when it's your turn I'll see what happens and it's funny how the you know it came about so quickly that Canada is now there uh, in this situation where Canada has a very openly um, blamed Indian government for sending its spy to uh, murder a Canadian Sikh uh, citizen in Canada. And so the Canadian Prime Minister has very openly blamed uh, India for this, Indian government for this. And uh, I want to now see if America is actually going to side with Canada. Is uh, America and is Britain, you know, is Britain going to side with Canada? Or are they going to side with India? What's going to happen now? Is Australia... I mean, India was so busy forming the big three or the big two or the big five, whatever the bigs they wanted to, um, you know. So I want to see if those biggie biggies are going to actually come with India or are they going to forsake India and, uh, you know, uh, be with Canada. I don't know. Because, as I said, you know, they're these so-called allies, when it comes to their interests, remember that even the U.S. has uh, caused a lot of harm to Europe so so much for their alliance so much for those that western bloc you know they deliberately caused a huge loss to europe by instigating the war between ukraine and russia and also obviously the intercept has come out with this other big claim which i'm actually finding very surprising uh, because this is to me is old news this is something i've mentioned on my podcast way before as well but maybe it's the thing that is news that they've actually come uh, with the concrete evidence naming names so, according to the Intercept, the uh, the weapons that Pakistan is selling to Ukraine are actually secretly uh, being sold um, by the U.S. So basically, but again, as I said, this is something that I've already mentioned way before. 
that how on earth do you think Pakistan is going to be selling weapons to the Ukraine? Pakistan is not going to, uh, you know, and, and especially if Pakistan was really selling weapons to the Ukraine, where's all that money? You know, why is Pakistan uh, not getting any better? Why is the US dollars still rising sky high? Obviously, it's because the weapons do not belong to Pakistan. Pakistan is being used. And that was the whole point of ousting Imran Khan is because Imran Khan did not want Pakistan to be used to, uh, to get entangled in this stupid war that has nothing to do with anything really except America's greed. And so you can see that America's biggest, uh, as we know, America is a warmongering country, which means that its biggest source of finance uh, is through war. Um, they go to different countries, they instigate wars, um, they demolish in the name of war, you know, they cause a lot of destruction, they demolish a lot of structures, and then they send their companies uh, to win tenders to reconstruct and redevelop cities and countries. And that is how they've been earning money, and the, the, obviously uh, apart from drugs, which is their other big source. So, yeah, so America is selling uh, weapons uh, secretly through Pakistan, I never knew this was the, you know, a secret news. I mean, as I said, I've already mentioned it before, but okay, thank you, Intercept, if you think you brought about something very new. Uh, you know, also Intercept has sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of laid down more concrete evidence on the fact that um, Bajwa, our previous uh, chief of army staff, was the one who... Uh, instigated America to oust Imran Khan, uh, citing that Imran Khan uh, was, you know, going against American interests. And, and uh, again, if Imran Khan is going against American interests, Pakistan is a sovereign state. And who the hell is America to dictate Pakistan to go uh, to go according to American interests, number one. Number two, um, even if uh, it was his personal decision, which it wasn't, but even if it was Imran Khan's personal decision to go to uh, Russia and visit Putin, um, again, who the hell is America to have a problem with that? Um, we don't tell American president who to meet and who not to meet. We don't dictate Indian prime minister who to meet and who not to meet. Nobody seems to be telling Israel what to do. Um, and if anything, the whole world actually needs to tell India and Israel what to do because these two are notoriously, uh, you know, they're absolutely, um, I mean, the fact that they have caused nothing but havoc and false flag operations and invasions and genocides. I mean, you know, they're notoriously committing war crimes and the whole world is silent and not telling them what to do. But the world actually has a lot of time to tell Western uh, to tell uh, Western African countries and uh, South Africa and to tell uh, Pakistan and you know what to do, and soon I'm sure the world will also now start dictating to Canada and tell and and the world will now tell Canada what to do, uh, you know. So yeah, good for you. It's your turn now. Let's see how you get treated, as I said before. So yeah, very interesting. Very very. Um, very pathetically predictable, as I would say. As I say, the, the human nature is extremely predictable. And because of that, it is extremely easy to predict uh, a society and then a nation and then, uh, you know, your whole, um, you know, your continent and then all other nations and all other continents. Because at the end of the day, these are all human beings, even if they, uh, you know, collectively become a society and then a nation and then a country and then a state or then you know a, a race or even 
you know, uh, and then again, a continent or whatever. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all human beings. And at the end of the day, all human beings are one and the same and so easily predictable. So, yeah. In that case, you know, not at all interesting where I'm concerned. But yeah, I'm generally very, very interesting, I guess, for everybody else. So let's see what happens. Um, as I said, the um, the Supreme Court is also lashing out, and uh, maybe maybe they'll. But you know, as I said, I don't trust anybody at this point, uh, especially not the Supreme Court. I think the fact that the one of the reasons why the judges in, are now extremely angry and they're forcing their um, decisions to be listened to is because they really have realized how the public has been turned off really the public is extremely angry with the court as well the public blames the court and it's true because right now the public is out in the streets the protests are getting more and more aggressive and violent especially in Gilgit Baldistan and in Kashmir because they have had it till here and obviously in um, Karachi and uh, the businessmen you've got businessmen and businessmen you know they they look to what suits them if something suits them they can very quickly um, shut down their protest or you know uh, make it a semi-protest you never know they're hypocrites in other words they're not reliable people it's not a reliable community and then um, but the public uh, in general they are getting extremely antsy now and they're getting very very aggressive very angry and it's understandably so because, as I said, the public blames the Supreme Court, especially for what we have to face today. I blame the Supreme Court. I think that the Supreme Court is single-handedly responsible for uh, letting this whole shit explode. You know, uh, the Supreme Court is single-handedly responsible for the ousting of Imran Khan, for making it possible for traitors to infiltrate and to, uh, you know, to literally just tear the Constitution to shreds. The Supreme Court is single-handedly responsible for the illegality of the whole state management uh, you know the way they change the regime, the interference of the of the U.S., especially because, as remember, this so-called official secrets act doesn't even exist. Remember, it is one of those acts that they proposed, the president did not even sign, and then they declared it that it is that it has been finalized and okayed, and that it's now an act. Number two. Um, even if it is an act, okay. Uh, remember one thing: there is the one person who has the right to declare a document classified and who has the right to declassify that document is the highest power in the government. In our case, it is the prime minister. In America's case, for example, it's the president. So when our own prime minister, the then sitting incumbent prime minister Imran Khan, when he decided that it was a matter of national interest that this document be declassified, he had the authority to do so. So according to any act or according to any secrets uh, act or according to any official act or whatever act they want to create, um, it doesn't work, okay, according to any and all of these acts, um, he still cannot be uh, charged with, with anything because he, he was the supreme power. In, in our government, in our government, it's the prime minister who is the supreme authority. So yeah, he had the authority to classify or declassify any secret document. And using his authority, he declassified it which was, again, 
it, it's 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 in his power. Nobody can challenge it, and nobody can charge him for it. So that's it. It's as simple as that. So yeah, you know, best of luck trying to fight that trial or that case. I mean, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So yeah, this is me signing out, and let's see what happens next. Although I really, as I said, I really don't have much faith in anybody or anything. So let's see. Khuda Hafiz.